All right, welcome to Coffee with the K's. This is season three, episode two. two. I am Josh K. This is Ron K. This is Kyle K. We're the K's. And we have coffee, and you're joining us and having coffee with us, hopefully. And we have yes. exciting coffee, a lot of coffee. Well, we're doing... you know, I, before we get started, let us look at the approaches here. I have a semicircle pattern oh. of my coffee. <laughs> you have a straight line in your coffee. Yes. He's got a triangle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say? Is it some kind of psychological yes. meaning to all this? Yes, I'm funny. a little OCD. I think that's what funny. Funny. Yeah. I really yeah. think. No, I had to have my coasters. So. He had to have oh, coasters. All about the coasters. I was going to put this on the table without yeah, the coasters. No. Oh, geez. But it was initially in front, well, and then know, it was blocking the ambiance. You've already, the, you've already okay. messed okay. up my table. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know how many times you've My dad. Scratch my new table. <laughs> well, that was just the beginning. See, then, like, I don't know, it's that, been burned. It's kind of like all this buying a new stuff. Kia. Yeah. And on the first day, your <laughs> wife brings it back from the store with a neck. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> the wind right. just took the door, you know. Don't know what happened. Yeah, that's, that's what right. happened. The wind took it, yeah. and the, somebody's mirror was in the way. Oh, I my gosh. Know. So, we are the K's, and this is our <laughs> podcast where we talk about coffee, football, and music. Because yes. those are the three things we're into. So, coffee, football, music, in that order. Yes. So, we're, we are into other things, too. But yeah, I don't know. The top I mean, three. you know, <laughs> I that's it. So uh, what we have done today is we've created what's called a cupping, which Yay. is a uh, tasting, basically, of three different types of coffee, and um, each interesting blends, mixes. Um, some of this is stuff that we've received from students. Uh, one is something that they just kept hassling me on Instagram, and I finally bought it. So, and now they keep hassling me anymore. It was a good choice. So, yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see well, if we like it. The whiskey barrel one. We're gonna see. So you here's what here's before. what we got. Okay. We have uh, from Cambodia. We have our weasel coffee. Which, if you have not seen our weasel coffee episode yet, you need to go check it out because that's when we first sampled this. But this is done a little bit differently. This is a French press of the weasel oh, so coffee. Good. Well, the reason we requested Josh do the French press is when you listen to the Weasel Coffee, I think it's the, the Weasel, Weasel Coffee, Coffee episode, because we talk about the Weasel Coffee on the last episode as well, um, yeah. season three, episode one, and season two, episode 12, I think it was. The we Weasel talk Coffee. a lot about weasels, huh? Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> well, because you said defecate. And I think some of our younger viewers, <laughs> our younger didn't know what defecate wasn't is. sure what that means. All right, so, so let's lay this out, guys. Poop. Yes, <laughs> yes. The civet eats the berries. The seeds are in the berries. The weasel poops the berries. The seeds of the berries out. They come out in these long little nuggets where they're all together, and then the farmers gather them up. Mistletoe. Wash yes. them off. That's what it is. Yep. Wash so, them off. Yes. Oh, this Burn is it up, really good coffee. And it's awesome. we drink it. So. Well, so you get more oil in the way that you made it today. In the French press. Yes. 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 Yeah. And that makes a lot of difference for a lot of coffees. You know, some of them that are rather light, this makes them a little heavier and more robust. And the flavor is just killer. This one is just so oh. good. One of the problems with French presses is there's a tendency to over extract and then you get some bitterness and stuff in the, in no the bitterness. Uh, beans. So. Well it's um, just really thick and then there's like there's even like a residue at the bottom. Are you supposed to have I hope that? it's not a berry. No it's <laughs> <laughs> well it's um yeah I mean because it, it's when it came to me I didn't grind it so it's already been pre-ground so yeah. there's going to be you know unevenness in the in the grinding because it just and it is a blend it. we talked about that yes. in the episode that it, it's a yeah. Cambodian blend right. that includes um the weasel poop coffee yes okay so, so. it's not 100% weasel poop it isn't no but it yeah. okay it's really yummy and and really probably one of our favorites so yes it's awesome we have to cleanse the palate because okay. <laughs> uh, here we go waddle uh yeah i decided to put them in the glasses because my mom and dad like to bring over the biggest water bottles known to man it's they're like and six foot tall bottles of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that kind of gets in the way of the camera shot. We believe in hydration. Okay. Okay, so the second one. Okay, what is this? Honduras. Okay, yes. so this is from this is from Gary. Shout out, Gary. Gary. Thank Ceresso. you, Gary. Gary Ceresso, Banjo student. Banjo student. 
Okay, so yes, he gave us uh, this uh, from Honduras, and it's so Honduran oh, really that uh, it's not in English. So, uh, wow, <laughs> that's, oh, you, yes. that's <laughs> authentic. There. That's it how is. you know it's. He took a trip to authentic. Honduras and, and thought yeah. of us, which we yeah. love that. I love that. Producto hecho in Honduras. What a guy! So, there we go. Thank so, you yes, especial. So different from yeah. the. The is it really? Oh my yeah. god! I'm gonna need some more Not, water because I still got that weasel taste in my mouth. It's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's really. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Give me a minute. Okay. It well for for one thing, right on the at the look of it, it looks like it's a lighter roast. It is lighter. Yeah. Just yeah. Because this this weasel lighter. is they very can... thick. But it's got a very good coffee taste. Mm -hmm. This is almost and, like a coffee candy. It has a little citrusy. It's like that. drinking a bottle of orange juice. <laughs> I think it's your mouthwash or something. <laughs> no, no, it's always with the citrus. Like, well, okay. what do you say? What are the hints? Uh oh, got quiet. Mm hmm I mean, it, yeah. So lighter. See, I guess, I, I I guess there is okay. a little lime kind of taste. I don't know. I'm not That's getting the lime. I'm not getting the lime, but like maybe maybe a passion fruit. But this is a thing. person who. Hasn't had citrus in her diet for decades. Yeah. Until the last, what, year She's or like, two? Not even year or two. Like the last two months. I mean, yeah. seriously. Now you're eating oranges and grapefruits. And, and it's amazing. Wow. Yes. I And just that's kind of an aside story, but yeah. I was always allergic to citrus my yeah. entire life. Broke out in a rash. Until she changed her diet. Until I changed my that? diet. And, yeah. and then I thought, I like really scared, like, okay, I'm going to try a piece of orange. I couldn't even touch oranges. I would break out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Them. Remember, you would cut them for me and Caroline, and, would, and then and you would I'd just break be, out yeah, in a rash. Yeah, it would and be bad. so I can eat like complete full oranges. This morning we had grapefruit with our breakfast. Wow! It was, and it's so exciting and and for it's me, awesome. and I'll cry because I I went my whole life missing this whole aspect of yeah. the world. Yeah, so, absolutely. You anyway, know, it's so funny because I forget. Like I mean, I was all growing up, you know, and stuff. But then you know. You think about how it was and how it is now. I mean, it's really good. Well, her diet changed everything. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. so much more healthier now than I think she's ever been in her life. Yeah. So it's absolutely. just a testament to low carb or no carb. Yeah. There you go. You know, Eat there you steak. Go. Yeah. Butter. This is um. Th I just don't even know yeah. how to describe it. Yeah, it's the caramel. Very... I think like Dad said something about the candy. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of hear. I hints of uh, uh, of a caramel caramel taste. taste. Yeah. A little nutty. Not nutty. caramel. Caramel. Mm -hmm. It's very yummy. He I mean, it really that. is. I, I caught it. Oh, did you? Okay, you weren't going to say look. anything, really? Okay. <laughs> I still want to have another sip of the weasel. Well, it's going to mess You're everything up. You're going to mess up your taste buds. Yeah, because this is so. definitely way, way lighter. So, yeah, it's very good. It's very good. It's very, uh, it is light. It's not as uh, full body. I made it with a pour over. Yeah, but it is well, full. It has a it's nice. Not as, it's, you should have made them all at a French press. Well, yeah, then we would have been here for like an hour. Apples so. and oranges, yeah. man. Yeah, well, no, I but it is. But it's it's a not. Good, yeah, it's a good blend. It's, it is a light roast, though. There's only so far you can go with the French press. But this on is a light very roast. delicious coffee. It's yummy. Yeah. Good I, to sit outside on a nice sunny day and drink a cup of this. Yeah, yeah and this would good, taste uh, good with a little good cream morning, in it. I think. Morning coffee. See, the the weasel coffee is like afternoon, like dessert kind of kind of thing. Yeah. You know? mm. Like, this is great morning coffee right here in Honduras. Um, it is. It was delicious, yeah. so I love and this it. Is Thanks, the Gary. Coffee you want to is... drink with Jack Daniels. Yeah, this is this is the late <laughs> night uh, special right here. It doesn't so smell like this coffee. is uh, this is Oak and Bonds, barrel aged. Uh, this is Guatemalan single origin, uh, double barrel bourbon aged in uh, whiskey barrels. It really doesn't even. Is it Jack like Daniels coffee. barrels? I don't know. They didn't say. Um, mm. Probably. Probably. They're, they're very popular. Um, for well, definitely they, has they a bourbon flavor. Yeah, too. No, yeah. It, it does. Well, it tastes bought, like a drink. When I bought this coffee, it's, they also had wood chips, you know, for like smoking and the grill and Did stuff. Did you smell it? It smells great. You yeah. smell it. It smells like alcohol. Yeah. That's so it. So tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of neat because when you do go to a wine tasting, you go from the, you start with the heavier wines and you go to the lighter wines, like, it, right? No, that, I think it's, it's the other, other way, way around. around. Yeah. 
I, it's been so long since you've been to one. Oh, you're right. We did it backwards. We should have started with the light. The light and gone darker. Yeah, right. Because that's, that's right. why I even said about the, the weasel, like, that was so heavy. I needed yeah. to drink a lot to get it down. No, this definitely tastes like if you took, if you took, uh, if you took coffee and poor Jack, poor Daniels, Jack Daniels in it. That's what this tastes like. Yeah. Without the, like... There's no burn. And their sales just went up 20%. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, it really is. Was like, really? It's very flavorful, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, very yummy flavor. And that one oh, is yeah. really light. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, really crazy because you, you can actually, the, you really can the sound, taste the oak. I'm sorry. Yeah. Very, no, yeah. no, it's yeah. very oaky. And a little and, bit of charcoal. Yeah. yeah. You know? You really can taste that. That's this pretty awesome. This is very yummy. So this is our cupping. Yes. Our, our coffee tasting. Josh has gotten a new... Um, piece of coffee paraphernalia. paraphernalia that's a did, did we say that in the last episode it's I a try I, I, I hear your garage has more room that was it I got rid of the uh, instapot so <laughs> yeah. I make room for the well coffee. we um we always were wanting pour overs all three of us and so it was always like he would have to do a pour over for Ron, then do a pour over for me, and then he'd end up just doing like a Nespresso pod because we ran out of time. So then he <laughs> finally bought this tri pour over thing. So it's like a stand and you put three pour overs and you can do three at the same time. You know how hard it was to find that though? Very yeah. hard. Yeah. And it came from, you well, know, It's not a high away. demand, I'm sure. Well, it, the thing that was bothering me is I was like, you can go online and find pictures of all of these coffee shops and cafes and everything where they've got, they've got tons. They got like 12, you know, like yeah. 12, you know, rack thing like that, you know? And so I was like, all right, so this is like a commercial thing. So let me look up commercial product. Could not find it no, and anyway. a lot of them were like custom made. Yeah, that was the you thing. You could go was, on uh, Etsy, Etsy and get them custom made for yeah, you. Yeah, there was a guy on Etsy that was making them out of wood. It was like $300. And I was like, I don't know. That's uh, it's a little, <laughs> yeah, it's a little, like, a little rich. I don't know. Sure. So this one is just made out of metal. And uh, yeah, it came from China and took like, you know, well, we hope a couple that, months that to you get become there. a coffee drinker because yeah. it's a good way to live. I mean, coffee is yeah. actually good for you. Yeah. Josh mm. was always pointing out the benefits every time he reads an article about the benefits of drinking coffee. <laughs> I'm like, there it is. Because yeah. my experience was like in the Navy, man, uh, you know, it was two pots of coffee a day in an eight-hour day. Mm. And uh, that includes coming home at lunch and just crashing, crashing you know, mm -hmm. and then going back and firing it up again. But this is not like that. Right. I, I find that this kind of coffee doesn't do that. What the you know mr coffee kind of thing does yeah well and it's also in moderation i mean you know we're you're you're getting a certain amount you know probably about eight ounces or so you know you're not necessarily drinking an entire pot you yeah. know and stuff right. and so i mean that's the the latest article that i read i was just pulling it up said that the the best way to do it is three cups of coffee like to get the maximum health benefits out of it like including the heart benefits in a day and antioxidants three cups a day yeah which you know i probably exceed but you know i think so <laughs> i i do four i'm sure do you? Yeah. yeah well i don't drink that much see i have two in the morning i usually I have two in the morning two three yeah I usually yeah, have you, two you, in the morning. You probably do. Two yeah, to three. Two, I yeah. do two to get going, and then I have one later in the evening. And then sometimes instead of the second cup of coffee, you have like an espresso, which is coffee. Yeah, I stopped it's... doing that. I, oh. I, I switched. I'm just drinking straight coffee now. It's from the Keurig. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I get two in the morning and then one in the afternoon, but then, you know, if it's a particularly rough morning, it's usually the, there's a My bottles did yeah. not like the espresso coffee on top oh, of the regular yeah. coffee. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got well, I had some bad problems there for a while. So man. somebody pointed out in, in one of the things I was reading about uh, Nespresso, they were like, they were dogging on Nespresso and, you know, saying how bad it was. And I was like, okay, well, I love my Nespresso machine, you know, yeah. so like, what's to deal with this so i started reading it some more and they pointed out and i think they're right the fact that the the coffee gets like when i just made for you guys coffee was ground right away cup was made right yes and when nespresso they grind the beans put them in the capsules who knows how long it they sit a oh. long time so it could right so they were saying that yeah a lot of times these pods by the time they get to the consumers coffee's gone stale yeah and especially if it's you know um a coffee that's not in season you know because it's 
you know, something that they're stocking up and, you know, whatnot. And so, um, so I don't know uh, if I still like the Nespresso, but I did wonder if there was some truth to that. Cause there have yeah. been some uh, types that I've had of the Nespresso that I really just didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of flavor there. And it wasn't like the only reason why I was drinking it is because it was fast and in the morning I'm tired yeah. and I just wanted the coffee, you know? Yeah. So. Well, there's definitely, for me, a comfort factor in drinking coffee. I mean, it's just, there's times even at, like if I'm particularly, like you said, having a stressful day at mm. school, I make coffee and even the kids will come in the room and be like, what smells, smells so like good? coffee. Yeah. You know, and it kind of puts this yeah. nice ambiance and... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that uh, article you, you read at one time that said, because you know, I told you I drink coffee, I go to sleep. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. In the afternoon, and you were like, well, yeah, there's a calming effect of drinking coffee. Yeah. Yeah. People don't talk about it. They only talk about, you know, getting juice with the uh, oh, caffeine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's yeah, it. I mean, it does. It mellows you out. Well, one of my students yesterday, Samantha, if you're listening, I'll shout out to Samantha. Mm-hmm. She said that her father drinks coffee at night and goes to bed. And yeah. she, she was like, I just don't understand that. Because she, yeah, she, she says she gets revved up. But, you know, we talk a, a lot on these podcasts about putting sugar in your coffee. And oh, that can yeah. be a problem. So oh, yeah. we don't, none of us put sugar in our coffee at all. If we add anything, we add a little bit of heavy cream. Yeah. Or some, you know, some foam from the heavy cream. Yeah, that's it. Well, and it took took time to kind of get to that point. Like, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, what's your what's your first introduction to coffee? Like, mine was Folgers. You know what I mean? Like that's Sanka, <laughs> <Sanko>, right? <laughs> I mean, yep. people are going, what? what? Yeah, Sanka. Kind of are we dead yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That's the thing is, it's like if you if your first introduction to coffee is that, yeah, that's pretty terrible. And it's like I needed to stay awake, so you put the sugar and the cream and all that, and then you think, oh, that's drinking coffee. And yeah, it's, it's like, not. no, no, that's not drinking coffee. You know, you need you need quality coffee. You know, you need. Well, to- and then when you were younger, I mean, you know, and first drinking coffee, we would go to Starbucks and we would get like a a mocha chip cappuccino yeah yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Sugar, the frappuccinos the and, and stuff yeah, yeah it wasn't really coffee yeah. yeah it really was like a milkshake <laughs> yeah and it was always fun and exciting yeah. to do that because you were you know you were younger and we would but it was not really any coffee to that it was all sugar yeah so, I, I cut back on my heavy cream now on my coffee it's just all black all the time it's it's more enjoyable it is you do it was a transition coffee. phase yeah i'll be honest with you because you, you mm-hmm. really miss it the first time yeah if you keep going, if you put it in there, it wouldn't taste quite right, you know? Right. Well, it changes the, I think it changes the flavor pl- profile. Like, it I does. think all of what we just tried right now would taste different if yes. it was, if it had cream in it. Yeah. You know? Well, I like that afternoon cup after I get home from school. I like to have a cup of coffee and I really enjoy it with the cream. It, there's just something, it's a comfort thing. I don't yeah. know. It's, it helps me relax. I sit down for a few minutes before we start our lessons. Well, it is and, heavy cream heavy yeah heavy heavy cream well and it's um it's uh one of those things where like people do milk and you know there's oat milk and almond milk and there's all these different types of milks that changes that changes the flavor profile as well Mm -hmm. coconut milk you know this probably would taste awesome this weasel coffee with coconut milk oh yeah that would probably taste really good Yeah. yeah i watched a thing about how you could put the coconut milk in the um refrigerator and it separates so then the cream is on the top oh so then you could just scoop that out and whip that up like uh, make that frothy cream that would be yeah. that might be yummy it's good my problem is i want the coffee to stay hotter longer i like it hot like yes. right now this That's is why you have to drink it fast i know i i got when you guys still have coffee left i'm still I have a little bit of weasel there, I, yeah, yeah i do too but i really like it I like to get one of those things. Yeah, that I was stick, gonna say the mug like warmer. A, yeah, yeah, those are expensive though. Have you seen that? I don't think that the steel cup keeps it warm. I agree. I, I don't think, think so either. It sucks the heat out of it. I think I was wrong about that. Yeah. So if you watch that in the weasel episode, you will see. Yeah, I think I definitely <laughs> was wrong. I think of these three, this one kept it warmer longer. Yeah, that's a good. Cup, that's though. the uh, um, yeah. What is that ceramic? It's yeah, yeah. ceramic. That was yeah. Better. That's the ceramic. It's a little mini. got that. Yeah, I got that from Nespresso. So there was a study done that said that these right here supposedly keep Last. it yeah keep it hotter longer. 
Um, I don't know. It was. This did not. But this this, is, this, this uh, I, ceramic porcelain right here, I really like that. Now, this, to me, this is my walled. favorite one. It is. The double walled. Yeah. This is a double walled cappuccino. And then um, I have a double walled espresso just for like mini shots, you know. Um, but I think this is my favorite. I think that one. I've been you trying put that to find those. Oak coffee in there. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about keeping it warm. Yeah, right. That was that's delicious. It. We want to get some of yeah, that. that was really yeah, that was really I was pleasantly good. surprised. Yeah, like I said, just kept seeing Instagram because you know, of course, Instagram knows that I'm a coffee drinker. Know. So you know, I keep getting all the. <laughs> you know. But I started following them because it was an interesting concept, and I bought some, and then I figured, well, let's save it for an episode and give it a shot. There so. you go. Go. It's well, pretty we good. We kind of went on about coffee today. Yeah, let's a let's a transition okay. to medication. Okay. <laughs> You're already starting off the season this way. All right, so come on. <laughs> the off season. The off season, right? We haven't even started to see. All right. First of all, before we get going on Browns, okay. Um, let's uh, congratulate the LA Rams for winning Woo! their Super Bowl. And specifically Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham with the clutch play. Yes. That he got screwed in Cleveland. Yeah. And he was not the evil person they were making out to be, not uh, the team player and all that other stuff. Because he went in there. Well, first of all, when he left, he left that beautiful letter to the to the organization. Yeah, to the fans. That was the most very gracious uh, Christian, humble thing I've ever seen in my entire life coming from a sports person. Mm -hmm. That's very, very and, nice. And he left with no hard feelings, and he goes to this new home, and all of a sudden he's scoring a touchdown. Yes. And then he was actually the one who scored the first touchdown right. of the Super in Bowl. this Super Bowl. Yeah. And I mean, I was so happy, man. Yeah. Just, just I could have cried, man. It was yeah. like oh, yeah. Odell deserves to heal up quickly because yes. uh, it was oh, really definitely. sad Sorry that, that he, he got, got hurt. injured, and it was yeah. the other you know. leg. That's you know. Oh, I know. Was I know. it the other leg? Yes, yeah, that's and what it they wasn't. Said. It wasn't the one that he hurt he last had the year. Surgery. So, well, yeah. you could just see on the replay, man. He just jammed it jammed right it. into the ground. So, mm -hmm. but maybe yeah. that'll not be that serious of an injury, and he can come back. I, I appreciate the fact that the the Rams took him in and showed him some love. Yeah. And he blossomed. Yes. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And that that was what I said about him before. He's the kind of guy if if he feels comfortable and he feels the you know the love from the team and the coaches yeah. and stuff, he goes to the limit, man. Right. And he'll go to the moon. Oh yeah. To to get a victory. And yeah. you know that's just what he does. And, you know, he's running the same way he ran in Cleveland. He doesn't stick to the patterns all the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then he's open. And, then he's and open. the quarterback's well, smart enough to know, hey, man, if nobody's open, Odell is. Well, and that, yeah. I think that was also a testament to how good Matt Stafford is. Mm -hmm. Because, yes. you know, he's very he reads smart. the field. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. He does. And, and the thing is, playing in Detroit, he was always like that. He was always doing that. He was yeah. always, you know, getting guys, throwing guys open and stuff, you know. And it just, you know... Detroit is a mess, you know, yeah. so like, you know, it just, he he was in a bad system, he needed need to go somewhere where people could, you know, appreciate, appreciate him and play yeah. in a way, and so I mean, similar kind of thing with Odell, you know, Matt Stafford went through the same thing, so, you know, the two of them just perfect together. Yeah, good combination. Well, we, Did you, you see know. Van Jefferson, the wide receiver, that his wife went into labor in the middle of the game? The game no, really? I didn't see this? know yeah. that. Yeah, oh, she no. said that she was having contractions at the beginning. But didn't tell him anything because he didn't she didn't want him to mess, his mess up yeah, his yeah, game. Yeah. So yeah. she didn't tell him that she was having contractions. Oh my god! But they weren't. You know, she was timing them and stuff, and it wasn't. You know, it was a time. And then yeah, about halfway through the game, it started like just. And one she had after the baby. Next, after the next, yeah, they took it to the hospital. So he, they win the Super Bowl, and he's celebrating. His kids are out there, and he's talking to them, and it's like, okay, where's mom? And yeah, we gotta go. Mom's in the hospital. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, that's, having a baby. That's he gets a ring and a baby. I no, right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Good that's awesome. That's it. Yeah. Well, it in, um, in in all fairness, we we were we were technically rooting for Cincinnati, Joe yes. Burrow, and and the team because we really wanted to we see like them. Joe Burrow. We like he, Joe yeah. Burrow. He's a very talented quarterback. But I did. I told all my friends at school that I I wanted Odell to score a touchdown because I I really like him and believe in him, and I have my Odell Beckham Browns jersey. You, that you know I'll what still was wear. bad about it was that Stefanski. You know, Mr. In-House mm -hmm. took that anywhere but in the house. Yeah. And, and had the, the commentators on all these other games talking about what a, you know, douchebag Odell was. Well, but this, to be fair, okay, 
Yes, that was handled wrong. He's the wrong. problem. Now okay. we're going to see. He's going to really screw up. And but here's the thing. Stefanski right. never said that. Okay? So it was all just implied because of what happened to Odell in uh, in New York. Right. When he was playing with the Giants. No, it wasn't New York only. He picked up on that. Yeah, I and know. He, but, and he used it to club him to death with. Yeah, but that was the thing. On his way out the door. He had been... He already had a little bit of that reputation coming into Cleveland in the first oh, yeah. I understand Definitely. that, but yeah. he didn't treat us that way right no you know the people in the locker room loved him right he was charismatic he was a good team player he was a good man right somehow Stefanski didn't like him and and then when he gets rid of him you know he just turned on him like a rabid dog yeah but he but that's what I'm saying is what the way that it played out for us was what we heard people said he said in the locker room. It was a room. lot of hearsay. It was, right. And yeah. and his official word was he was a great player for us. We wish him well and then moved on. That was what he told the press. It's called a left-handed smack. Yeah, well, that's it. So, you know, but that's the thing is like he didn't go out and badmouth Odell overtly. Yeah, so he know, couldn't get nailed with it. It could have been done better, but I will I, this is an interesting thing that I'd like to point out, okay? Sean McVay who's the head coach for the Rams. Okay, you're not going to like this. Okay, Sean McVay, who's the head coach for the Rams. All right, (laughs) this is what? He got hired in 2017. He was coach of the year, the second year that he he was the coach. Did he win the Super Bowl that second year? Did he win it the third year? No, he won it this year, but he was coach of the year. So you're saying that it's in the cards. If you get coach of the year, you're going to win the Super Bowl. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but you I'm telling you, you if said, you're saying that. You have said in podcast past <laughs> that the coach of the year ruins people. And, it, and Stefanski got ruined because he got coach of the year. And what well, I'm saying is stop. maybe it's too early for us to say that. He made some mistakes, but all beginning coaches, even Belichick, okay. made mistakes. Take what we know about him. Is he going to change, or is he going to stick to the plan? We don't know. We <laughs> oh, haven't come seen. On. You watched Look. the whole season. He's, where yeah. It was 4th yeah. and 11. A whole season. And he, and he says, you know, I'm 4th fourth, fourth down. we got to go for it. Let's run. One season. <laughs> we saw a bad season. We saw one bad season. That's what I'm saying. This Let's is, just you put know this why in is perspective. This? Because 0-32 yeah. is coming again. That, and see, that's, the, that's the thing. So there was a, a guy. There's a history that we carry yeah, with right, us. Man. Right. You know, it's like I can't conceive how Haslam's still holding on to him. And because he, because because I watch him coach one a bad game. season. I'm watching out. That was a really bad season. Yeah. Okay. A season that was packed with nuclear potential. Okay. Oh, let me. Yeah. Let me. Wait a minute. <laughs> nuclear potential blown to bupkis. Right. Because he was just not very smart. Come at this from another angle. Okay. Um, I got nominated for the Grammy Music Team, and it ruined right. you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's that's what I was about to say. So I got I got nominated, you know, for Grammy Award for Music Teacher, Music Educator of the Year. Right. Yep. Okay. That happened the first year. Right. Let's assume that you know that that was great. It was a whole good thing. Okay. Then the next year. That was when we had all of those awesome performances with uh, Ethan Bortnick and John Foreman and all that. Then we got hit with the pandemic. We didn't do all of that amazing stuff yeah. in that pandemic. Due to no fault to you. Right. Not not any of my fault. Now, let's let's just assume, okay? There if was I, a pandemic. If I got, well, if I, if I, after, you know, doing all of this stuff, and then we go through the pandemic and people just look at just the results... They would say, well, you didn't do as much of, as a music teacher after you won that, you know, got that Grammy nomination, you know? No, it would be like if you just went around destroying everybody you teach. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh, and man. And bad-mouthing them. But, but he's not doing that. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's yeah. all implied. It's, it's implied. all implications. I, I really don't agree with you. Yeah. I heard him talking on the press conferences. He threw them under the bus. Yeah, well. I don't think there's a sportscaster or curmudgeon on, on the earth that wouldn't agree with the statement that he threw him under the bus. Well, Al Michaels definitely agrees because you heard him on the in the broadcast that he was saying that uh, he got thrown to the wolves from yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And the thing was, Mary Kay was really upset about that because she said that they he was under contract. They could have made him stay out his contract, but uh, Andrew Barry purposely cut completely so that he could re-sign because they could have well i know you're talking about a different person yeah so well andrew barry you know very talented yes and and 
pretty but smart. He's in charge. Yeah. That's my thing. Well, Stefanski's not, not in charge. Yeah, Stefanski's the head coach, but he's not in charge of player personnel. Supposedly, Andrew Barry's the one that makes those decisions. Now, obviously, we know that there was a riff in the organization with Odell and Baker and Stefanski. So he needed, you know, it wasn't going to go it's get like any three better. children on a playground. Right. In, in professional sports, making millions of dollars. Yeah, right, right. You <laughs> can't get them to get along. Right. There uh, you go. We do well, have, you know, it's always the fancy, well, the plan, the plan, the plan. You know what the plan isn't? I figured this out. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> the plan is not to win. The okay. plan is to run Chubb, now, to I make will. Chubb look good. And not to let anybody else encroach on Chubb's greatness. Right. Well, yeah. so I, I, I think that I agree with you in the sense that there was a lot of times where he was not necessarily winning at you know all costs. Well, one of those guys, it might have been your buddy Chris Collinsworth, you know. He said, you know, <laughs> statistics are great, but they can't yeah, be the end-all, be-all. Right. It was like going to the mount, man. I mean... Wisdom just shot out of the sky. Well, so, that's, so there's nothing wrong with using statistics. Right. Jeez, it's not the end all be on. Here you got your eyes and your ears and your observations and your brain showing you that, you know, this is the situation. You know, I got to go with the statistics. So here's the thing. He is our coach next year. I know. So I want to go into the season. Third year as the head coach. You know, we had a winning season the first year. We had a bad season this year. You know, we're one and one. So let's see not how it goes. acknowledging the fact that everybody that watches, listens to, or follows football said Cleveland's probably got the stuff to go all the way. They're this still year. saying that. Yeah. Really? Who's yes, for they're next still year? saying that for they're, next no, year. I'm going to tell you what, nobody wants to play for Cleveland. Well, the, it's like the guy at. You know, driving the bus. Yeah. You know, he's a little schizophrenic and he likes to go up the mountains and stuff. But, you know, other than that, we'll just, you know. But that's the thing is, see, that's because you're a passionate fan. That's what we're seeing and we're saying. And again, you even acknowledge that the baggage of the Owen 32, you know, stuff is is a huge part of what's driving this. I read an article by Terry Pluto and, and I just read it minutes ago. And the guy asked him, when's enough enough? And I was like, hallelujah. Yeah, well, but that's... Somebody actually gets it. Okay, but that's a legitimate question. When do you say it's enough? I don't think after one winning season and one losing season, you could say we need to fire Stefanski. You always say one losing season, and you leave out the part that he had the best team you could ever give him. Yeah. Now, awful quiet now, (laughs) He had the best team... In the NFL. The, the yeah. talent was there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he couldn't do it with that. Well, my point is, he's not fired. So no. we, I know. Uh, is that the timer that says we've been talking football too long? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what timer that was. That yeah. was weird. Uh-huh. So, segue. I watched this little news clip of uh, Miles Garrett in a dunk contest. Oh, yeah. Did oh, you yeah. see it? It was yeah. awesome. I got to say, he... Miles Garrett... You are awesome. You are yeah. Superman. He's quite the athlete. He was is, he in the contest or was yeah? He, yeah okay. He wow. he was. I mean, that man's just incredible. He's, 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 he's a super he's Superman. Yeah, yeah, he's Superman. And and yeah. you know, like he'd go running down that court, and people would be backing away. Yeah, I know, right? No, he don't want you none get in his way, man. <laughs> don't want none. That's you know, it. And he's not wearing a helmet to take off the trucks. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I did see the, the several dunks that he did, and I was like, man, yeah. It was pretty, it was and pretty the, yeah, the height, spinning around yeah. the yeah. alley Off the ground, like when you freeze it yeah. and see how far off the oh, ground. Man. Well, just the dunk in general, like, yeah. I mean, that's really, that's it was a big pretty deal. Amazing. That guy, he's just awesome, man. Yeah, he, he's He's cool. definitely Hall of Fame material, you yeah. know, and yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's a pleasure to have him on our team, and I feel like there are people like that on the team that deserve better. Yeah. They deserve a coach that, you know, even him during the season was having problems with Stefanski. Yeah. You know, we went into the locker room at halftime and nothing changed. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, who, does he that? That. Yeah, who does he that? Who does it? Because, why? Because yeah. the goal was plan. not to win. Okay. The goal was to do his plan. Right. Which didn't include winning. Yes. You laughing at me, girl? <laughs> no, we need we need to move on okay. to another topic. Yeah. The ref is just keep saying it, you know, be... over and over. Oh, again. You're, we that's get a hard knock, man. No, it's not a hard knock. You, we get it. We get we get what you're saying. We have to see how it plays out. So, you know, 
we got a whole off season here to see what what moves are made and you know what changes happen. Stay so, tuned. Yeah. When he blows up the team, you know how? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. you won't. No, you won't. We all know that. You'll be like, I told you. <laughs> It was, you, no, this is what you'll do. You'll say, you know, there was a wise old man who said. <laughs> Pull out the wise old That's man. That's what you do, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, man. All right. So, you know, we could probably take a break right there yeah. and then come back. All right, let's take a break there and we'll be right back. Ron Kay's music instruction has been trusted by thousands in Pensacola to learn, play, and love music. Our strong passion for teaching music provides expert knowledge and guidance which helps you succeed and have fun with your music lessons. Whether it's a bucket list dream or a desire to enhance your child's life, our music lessons are the answer. Call 850-453-9966 now. Realize your musical dreams. Visit musiclessonspensacola.com today. Okay, and now we're back. So, music, <laughs> music, teaching. music, music. Well, so we were talking uh, uh, this week about uh, banjo playing. They really did put alcohol in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, no we didn't. No, no, no alcohol. Oh, man. Yes, we decided that we would talk about the banjo today, and um, we had a a post on Instagram and Facebook with Josh playing the banjo and beatboxing at the same time, which yes. if you haven't seen it, it's very entertaining. <laughs> it was just kind of a, a spontaneous thing. Yeah, it was a funny did. thing because I had a student and we ended the lesson a little bit early and uh, and so I was sitting there waiting for the next guy and the song we were, we were playing was Cumberland Gap. And so I was listening to it and I thought, oh, this would sound cool if it was higher up the neck. So I, I put it in B and capoed like way up, you know, to, to get the higher sounds, you know. But it had a, it had a cool, you know, feeling to it and yeah. just in a straight eighth kind of a feeling. So that's when, and then I thought, well, I wonder if I could, because I was hearing the beat in my head. So I was like, I wonder if I could put that together. And then I had to practice it because it was like I first started going. You had to practice, yeah. which oh is important goodness. for our so, students. You, to know. you know what I did? I slowed it down. Oh, and counted? And I counted. Wow. It. It. What a concept. It was so funny. But then I got it, and then I did it, and it was cool. So, so Josh, yeah. tell us, how did you get started playing the banjo? So it was funny because... There was this wise old man. Yeah, was... <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, so Dad started playing the banjo and, and learning, and uh, I actually was making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> he was learning how to play the banjo. I didn't know that part yeah, of the Yeah, he was yeah. Like, giving me the Jethro thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, play us another one, Jethro. Yeah, so, uh, but then, you know, you learned how to play, and then you, you kept telling me, it was fun, you know, yeah. the banjo's fun, it's a fun instrument, and I was like, yeah, I don't like that, because I wasn't listening, I didn't listen to bluegrass music and country and stuff like that. And you so, can do that and just pick it up and try it and yeah once yeah. you try it you're gonna get hooked well that was the thing so really what what was initially the draw was you said well you know because at the time i was just teaching um it was piano and guitar i think those that was it i was just teaching those type of students and um you know this was you know early i was like 17 i think um and i was going to pjc i was doing rolling right um, and so you said, well, you should, should pick it up and then I'll give you banjo students, you know? And so I said, okay, so yeah, that's more money. I'll, I'll do that. You know? So I did. So I, you know, started, you gave me the books and you showed me the roles and you know, all that. And I mean, you know, timing and technique and all that stuff is the same from playing guitar and piano and drums. Finger you know? so, guitars. And finger picking on the guitar. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that was the thing. I think <clears> that the biggest thing I had to get used to from playing classical guitar, I was used to using my ring finger and I couldn't do that. So I, that was probably the biggest thing to adjust to. But, you know, I picked, that, picked it up pretty quickly. And I was like, okay, I could, I could teach, uh, teach banjo students now. And then we we did we got a bunch of banjo students and I was able, able and then to you teach got better stuff. too because yeah. when you're teaching you do get better oh definitely you know, well and then but then it. I also I, I enjoyed it and I remember mm-hmm. I remember telling you you know yeah this is kind of fun so um so that was it so I had like I had like just enough to to you know be able to teach you know beginning students and whatnot you know and I was getting better and you know still working on it and whatnot but then you know going to college and percussion major so that was mostly my focus was percussion mm-hmm. you know 
and I finished uh, I finished my AA at uh, PJC, and I was up there over the summer at um, at the auditorium practicing because I was getting ready to audition for UWF. And a friend of mine uh, got offered to play the banjo in a musical that yeah, they were putting that. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except he didn't know how to play the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the problem. Because the, the director came to him and asked him. And he, he didn't want to say no, so he told him yes. And then he figured he'll figure it out. <laughs> but then that was it. He didn't own a banjo. He didn't yeah. know how the banjo worked. He didn't know the tuning. It was just oh. so eventually he ended up having to say, yeah, okay, I don't actually know how to play the banjo. <laughs> so we, I was at the, I was at the, the uh, music building when he went and told the director um, okay, I can't do the show. I don't know. So he comes up. I'm sitting in the atrium. I was taking a break, and there was a few other people there. It was quiet over the summers, you know, because there's hardly anything going on. Mm-hmm. So there was just there was a couple people. We were talking, and then he comes up. He's like, "Hey, you guys!" You know, all of a sudden, he's like, "All right." So I had to tell Snowden that I, I can't do it, you know. And I was like, "Well, yeah, because you know you don't play the banjo, you know." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris over here, and he goes, "Wait a minute, you know how to play the banjo?" I was like, "Yeah." wait right here and so he goes running down and then he calls back he's like the man wants to see you I'm like oh, he's gonna he's gonna make me do this show so i go down and i go to his office and he's like so i hear you know how to play the banjo i was like yeah <laughs> I, I played a banjo he's like can you can you read this and he hands me sheet music yeah and of course i could read the sheet music you know but that's not really common you know for banjo, for banjo. so that that was a, a plus so yeah. i you know because banjo usually reads what Tab. tab, tab, yeah. And so well, it's like a could, modified tab. It's like a rhythm tab hybrid yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So the good thing was because you could read the notes of the staff, yeah, you and apply that to the banjo. That yeah. gave you a leg up, and you're able to do the show. Yeah, well, that was it. So that was the thing. Is he he asked me if I could read it? I said yes, and then he said, "Can you play the guitar?" I said yes. Can you play the mandolin? I said. Yeah, I want you to play that, all of them. That was it. That was it. Yeah, it was all in the same the same part. Yeah. You know, it was he probably just thought thing. he struck gold. That was it. So yeah. so he said, "I want you to do this show." You know, and he told me the dates and the times, and he's like, "And we're we're gonna pay you." You know, and I was I was still so I I technically was was a student because that was my you know I had just finished you know yeah. school and was getting ready to go to UWF. You know. And um, and he's like, we're gonna we're gonna pay you, you know, we're we're gonna pay you three hundred thirty dollars you know, to do wow. the show, yeah. And I was like, okay. And see, I was working for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so making much making, more than that, making more than that, and working every every night, you know, yeah. having teaching students right. every night. And so I said to him, well, you know, that sounds good. I I it sounds I would like to do it, but you know, I I'm. I already have a job. I'm working for my dad. I'd have to, you know, miss those lessons and stuff. And I'm not sure that would work. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be worth it for me. And then he turned to the secretary and he said, we're going to pay him the professional rate. And her eyes got really big and she, she was a friend of mine, you know, so she, she's looking at me and she's like, like, she's giving me like, you better take this. Like, and I said, all right, what's the professional rate? She said, it's $740. And I was like, and then, and then he says, I think your schedule just cleared up, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm free the whole week. Yeah. And, so, and then so I did. I said yes. And then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I got to tell dad. Yeah, how am I going to pull job. this off? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. And I was like, okay, well, and uh, you know, and so I, um, he gives me the music. And the thing was, um, we, we, they had already had a rehearsal. Like as a band, they had already had a rehearsal, and they they didn't have a you know guitar, mandolin, or banjo, and um, so he's so this like, was late in yes, the summer, it was yeah. late. So he's like, he gives me the music, and it's like you got five days to learn this music, and so uh, you know, of course, I came home and told you, and you were like, yeah, this is a great opportunity, you know, and we worked it out and everything. But I mean, I'm telling you what, I busted my butt. I don't ever remember practicing that. That was like six hour sessions. See, that opened the door though, because yeah. you got many more shows. Oh yeah, well that because I became the banjo guy, right. like that. So I did, I did like seven or eight after that, yeah. you know, and, and that then was plus, all through college. Then from that, you got more students because then kind of word was out. 
yeah. among the local musicians even that if you need to take lessons this yeah. is the guy to go the go-to guy for yeah, banjo. The banjo, the banjo and really band. i think that reputation still holds because what Deering we, says yeah. well, i was just gonna yeah. say i mean that's it yeah because yeah. i'm on we're on we're both on a Deering. you know uh you know i am josh k but then ron k's music as you know as banjo teachers in this area we're like the only ones around you know yeah. so yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was a cool thing. It was a great opportunity. I'm very thankful to uh, Don Snowden for you know giving me giving me that chance and and you know allowing me to do that and definitely you know paying me as a professional. But it was funny because he did tell me, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Okay. I'm so shh, don't tell that was anybody. it. He was like, don't you tell anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there were other there were friends of mine that were in the band that were getting paid as students, and yeah. he, he specifically said, you know, I don't want them to know that I'm paying you to professional rate. And I said, I look totally, totally get it. So he's so, retired um, now. So yeah. there's yeah. no gonna be no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's it. That's it. So yeah, but, but that was good. It was. It was. It was funny. And, and really now, you know, you're you're you know quite advanced on the banjo and you're well and that a lot of that was from doing those shows right i mean because i think it and i tell people this all the time it's such a weird thing to me because you don't think about it like this the hardest piece of music i ever had to play on the banjo was chicago oh Mm. yes you don't think about banjo in chicago but it's all that like vaudeville kind of sounding stuff you know the ding 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 you know that kind of stuff and it makes the song really the the music yeah it was mostly it was mostly like like strumming you know and there was some roll type stuff here and there and you know like melody and whatnot but like when do you have to play a diminished seven chord on a banjo? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So like there was stuff I was like, I'd never seen this before. So I had to look it up and, you know, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was some massive stuff, but it, you know, but it was, it was good. See, that's what education will do for you. It teaches you how to think. Yes. You know? so it you, does. You would have it's never awesome. thought to look it up. Oh yeah. Had you not been in the educational world. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think that's important. I mean, I tell my students all the time, I'd rather teach you how to figure something out. It takes a lot of patience as a teacher to wait your students out when you ask them to figure something out because they just, they figure they're going to wait you out. Yeah. And eventually, you'll tell just them the tell answer. Me what to do. And yeah. so sometimes, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it really, you, I've learned over the years to just wait, wait till they can. And then, then if they don't get the answer, you, I want you to go back and figure this out. How are you going to do this? Music is weight training for the brain. There you go. <laughs> and not not W E I G H T, but W A I T. Oh, oh, wow! Ooh, there see we go. What I did there? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Isn't that what is that called? A homophone or homo, uh, homonym? Homonym. I, I know it's okay. It's, we're really, sitting there talking about education, <laughs> like yeah. And then you bring up you something. Guys are smart. I have no idea. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes, oh Summer gosh. would know because she's in the fourth grade. They're uh, studying that's that so now. That's so funny. Homonym is that I what it's called? That's homonym. What it's called, it's homonym. called a homonym. Those are words yes. that sound the same but are. I don't know. Automatopoeia, whatever. Automatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> that's like crash. Okay. But no, no, very good. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting story about banjo, and hopefully that's something that a lot of people can be motivated by, that you can learn multiple instruments. At the beginning of, of this whole evolution with Ron Case Music Instruction, people weren't teaching, teachers, music teachers weren't teaching multiple instruments. And it was kind of like, yes. well, if you're a piano player, you just teach piano. If you're, you know, a drummer, well, and you still, just, But you that's know, still a mindset. I uh, see it all it the was, time. It was hugely different back when I started. I was yeah. the only one. Oh, really? That was multi-instrumentalist well, yeah. teacher. And, you know, wow. and now everybody is. So, yeah, wow. Well, well it is becoming... Massive change. Wait, he can do that? I can hey, do that. Hey, wait a minute. Right. Rod Kay's doing that? Yes. <laughs> My philosophy was music is music. Right, Yeah. Right. It doesn't change because you change instruments. It's still music. Yeah. Well, one of it. my piano students' mother asked me the other day... Um, I don't even know why, like just randomly in the middle of the lesson, she said, was piano your major instrument? And mm-hmm. I said, no, voice was my major instrument. And then I thought, oh, geez, what, she's going to quit now because I wasn't yeah. a piano major. But Well, I know because it, it, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> well, because it is like with the, the banjo for me because, yeah, my first instrument was drums, right? And then piano and then guitar. And if you said, what, what, are, your, what are your major instruments for me? Probably those three, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah. I mean, drums, piano, guitar, you know, for, for sure drums and percussion because that's what I majored in in, in but, yeah, college, but it, right? But somebody would ask me, which instrument <clears throat> is Josh the best at? Which is your best instrument? No. Oh. I mean, oh, no. that question no. is different. No, I, would, I, I used to think it was guitar hands yeah. down, but I think that your drumming has improved pretty much over the years. The, but I don't, really? you, yeah. so? I don't hear you play the drums a lot. So I yeah. hear you play the banjo and I, I was going to have the him play the drums on some new recordings, but then I get jealous. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, trust me. It is the hardest thing. Like I have, I have a drum student right now that's starting to get pretty good you know you know what i'm talking yes. about yeah. yeah and and it's like i have to on the electronic i'm so glad that you put in the electronic symbols and not yeah. the real symbols because yeah. i have to i have to like she's playing and i turn the volume down and i gotta play with her like <laughs> <laughs> no and that's true i actually do that with my piano students a lot the, of the more advanced students i'll i'll mute because i'm online with a lot of them and i mute it and then I play. And then along. you're playing with them. Yeah, yeah that's and funny. and um, because it really helps me to get better, and it helps. Well, me they, to see, I mean, but let's. Well, the reason why it. is because it's we fun. love. It. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun. fun. <laughs> we love it. I know. That's it. It's well, so it cool is. to play them, yeah. especially yeah. when you you know it's, you got a student who's doing well. You get excited and yeah. you want to jump in there yeah. too. You know. Well, and so. I do the same with the voice students. I'll mute and sing along, but it's, you know, it really is. We love what we do. And we love seeing our students get better, and then it makes us better teachers because then we get excited and inspired by them mm. as well. So, yeah. but I think um, I really still think you're the go-to guy in this area for banjo. I yeah, mean, I think, without a doubt. Yeah, we do get a lot of calls about banjo, and um, I think. Well, that, I love it. I love, and I really love my banjo students. I mean, you know, they they. Well, and good. it's fun. Well, I mean, you, you have banjo students that have been with you for quite some time now. Yeah. That's a testimony to your good teaching. Yes. That they feel it's still worth it. You yeah. know. Yeah. And, and I like that. And um, yeah. a lot of them are older guys, you know. I know. I love it. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I we had a call from somebody uh, last week or so, and he was like, "Yeah, you, do, you, do you teach old guys?" You know. Like, you know I was like, <laughs> almost exclusively. Oh, and that's what I told him. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I said pretty much almost exclusively. Like that's I'm kind of I'm kind of that guy, you know. Because the thing is, it and you know, it's not just me, but all of you guys, you know, teach people like this that you know always wanted to play yes you know and for one reason or another life gets in the way never happened never you know pulled the trigger on that and then um you know you're retired and you have time and it's like yeah. well if i don't do it now when am i gonna do it right it's never yeah. too late it's no. never too late no and that's yeah. like one you know, drum student was in his 90s man you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah i mean that's that's the thing you I can talk, do it you know yeah. And like when you talk to all those old guys and say, well, you know, the most important thing is that you practice and you find the time to do and that practice. Well, I got time. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, do that's it. All that's day, it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, good. That's good. good. Now you got to do you the work. Do it, right? But in all fairness, you do have some young uh, banjo students as well. Yes. I mean, oh know, yeah, yeah. Well, we and that, a, I definitely a, appreciate a those flight students yeah. and um, yeah. you know. Well, teachers. and that, and that was yeah. actually you know that's the thing is that you know. You, I want those younger banjo students, you know, because yeah. it's something that's got to continue to, yes. to progress. Yeah. And, you know, specifically with one of my younger banjo students right now, you know, he's really into um, some some newer artists that are taking banjo and that style and kind of doing new things with it, you know. Bela Fleck. Yeah, well, that's it. Bela <laughs> Fleck, yeah. Billy Strings, you know, some of these some of these other newer artists that are out there are, are kind of pushing the boundaries, so to speak, that it's not just this strict traditional country bluegrass that yeah. you right. can play. You know, you can do all this other stuff, and it's really creative, you know, and so I can really, really get behind that, really appreciate that. But, you know, it's the kind of thing that if... Uh, you know, it'll die out if it doesn't continue, you know, if yeah. you don't continue to teach. And so, you know, that's also why, like, I, you know, specifically bring the banjo to school, you know, from time to time and teach the, the younger kids and show them. Because a lot of times, you know, you pull up a case of anything that has a long neck on yeah. it and they say, oh, it's a banjo. You know, I'm like, no, it's a guitar. It's yeah. not, you know, because they really don't know. No. So when I show them, like, no, this is actually a banjo. And they're like, but looks like a drum you know it's like yeah, yeah you know get to talk to them about it and it's cool well it is great at school i do um a lesson on banjo each year too because you know if you ask anybody you know where did the banjo come from 
most people think it's just Kentucky. A, yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's an American instrument somehow yeah. came the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And that's not the case. No. So no. where did the banjo come from, from, Mr. K? Came it from came Africa. from Africa. Yeah, it's several different reasons. It of surely Africa. doesn't sound like an African instrument, traditional African instrument. Right. Well, it depends on. That's the thing. So it depends on how it's being played. If you listen to a traditional gourd banjo, yeah. right. You know, with the nylon strings on it and stuff like that, and you can kind of you can kind of get that idea you know and especially when you compare it because they're you know still countries in africa where people are playing the traditional instruments that the banjo kind of came from right Mm -hmm. so you can kind of hear that but it definitely changed a lot you know over the over the years you know as it started to spread you know um up north you know apparently indiana became like a massive hot spot for Bluegrass music, yeah. And I really didn't have any idea until I took that uh, music history class, you know, at Boston. Go Terriers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, took that, I took that music history class, and I remember we did a discussion post, and I specifically said, like, I was so surprised to hear about Indiana being this, this hotbed for bluegrass music. And the uh, professor answered me back and said, yeah, there's actually, like, festivals that happen every year. Mm. That you know, people all gather. It was like a really, it's a really big deal. It's a really rich part of the the culture and history up there. You know, so it's kind of interesting. Well, one of our students, Gene, he goes to those festivals. Yeah, a lot of times. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's been a while. You know, especially with COVID well, and everything. COVID you know, kind yeah, of shut it down. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's definitely been to a few of those, and uh, yeah, it, it, those some of those camps they they look like they're a lot of fun. It's just yeah. get a bunch of people together and jam, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, you get to jam with like you know amazing musicians. You know, yeah, like right. Tony Trisco and comes and There is a lot and, of know. people out there that can really play well. Oh, yeah. And you just don't hear about them. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're truck drivers or whatever, you know, they're, they're not making, you know, Broadway or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're not They're not recording artists yeah. traveling the world, yeah. you know. And, and, and well, we know that. Fun. We know that from visiting Nashville, you right, know, it's yeah. uh, like I was uh, talking to somebody about how like the guys busking on the street are like some yeah. of the best musicians I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah that's, that's so. the truth. Yeah. Well, it's a great instrument. It's very interesting, has a rich history, Yeah, has unique sound, and um, it's a lot of fun to play. So everyone should play the banjo. I want to go play right now. There well, you go. That... You've got it. There's they one sitting right They need right? to check us out on... Um, on Facebook, uh, show some love, and you can watch Josh play. You there know. you go, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yes. Ron K's Music Instruction. So yeah, you need to go check check it out. And uh, and you know, if you want to learn how to play the banjo or any instrument, yes, you need to you need to uh, well, give us a call. And, and and set it I want to broach that subject of any instrument because I'm always surprised. You know, hey Josh, I got a call from this guy, and he wants to learn how to play a cigar box banjo can you teach that oh yeah <laughs> yeah i actually do so yeah. or the uh, dulcimer uh yeah i got one of those you too. know i mean a lot of these i tell people the only thing we don't teach is accordion and i don't know why it's just i know and you know what's so funny is i actually have looked into like getting, getting an, accordion. an accordion yeah yeah where are you gonna put you gonna rent another place yeah, that's what i have i have to get a bigger apartment yeah <laughs> i mean it's a, you know it's like well why, you know i play all these instruments why don't you teach piano it's just not something that I really had a great desire to play. Yeah, you know, really. well, you I, mean, actually, I can appreciate it. Well, you, right. but yeah, you, you, you know how have, to. I have played. Yeah, I yes. was gonna say, yeah, you know how to say, play. Yeah. It's just yeah. that you don't play it on a regular basis. You should. You should. Yeah. You should play the piano more. <laughs> you guys won't get a chance because I'll be hogging it. Yeah, that's, that's what. Right. That's what happened. There yeah, you go. yeah, man. Well, this was fun, guys. So I think that's a pretty natural stopping point right there. So, um, yeah. So if you guys are interested in any instrument, you need to give us a call or go to our website, musiclessonspensacola.com. We are doing things uh, in person and remote so we can teach anywhere around the world, really. And uh, we've been very successful. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast subscribe to our youtube channel if you're watching us on youtube hit that like button tell your friends about it and let us know if there's anything that you'd like for us to talk about if you got any coffee you want us to try we definitely take free coffee that's yeah. it's always <laughs> it's never gonna turn that down so 
Yeah, but uh, yes, definitely check us out, Ron Case Music Instruction, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Am I forgetting anything? Go Browns. So. Yeah, go Browns. <laughs> go Browns. There we go. There we go. Yes, beginning uh, intro and outro music has been recorded by Ron K on uh, his new album, K Struction, as well as a few singles, Heart's Desire, what am I forgetting, Just a Memory. Two minutes of your Two time. Two minutes of your time. Yeah, the new one's working on the new album, so be sure to check those out as well. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time on Coffee with the Cakes.